Number 99, Wayne Gretzky, has chosen the Calgary Flames to win the series against the Edmonton Did I see that right, or was I dreaming it again? Did you see the Oilers' Twitter account? They, all they no, what they say? was The Oilers tweeted, ouch, Wayne, because he picked the Flames. I couldn't believe it. Love Wayne Gretzky. No doubt. But I feel like somebody's putting Wayne up to these things. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. Yes, sir. It is a very big day. Let me get the breaking news bell out, even though we don't have breaking news. It is the opening night. The curtain rises on round two of the Stanley Cup playoffs for two other series. It rose... Last night, and then quickly closed here in South Florida for the Florida Panthers. I see everybody is uh, chiming in with their thoughts on that. Uh, listen, they're not my Panthers, all right? Let's just get that out of the way right now. But it's a big day, episode number 759 of your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show coming at you from South Florida. And in the NHL's Bermuda Triangle, we welcome to the program the co-host, the owner, the president of the uh, RP Show and DuPont Media, Darren Moose DuPont. Good day, Moose. I'm going to tell you, you probably already know, though, that Mike Richards from Saga 960 Radio, Mississauga, coming on. Mike Richards to talk all things Stanley Cup playoffs, a little Blue Jays, probably some CFL strike. And Sportsnet's Arash Madani never disappoints. He will be joining us coming up in hour two to talk Blue Jays, CFL strike, and all the rest. But, Moose, how was your last 20 Two hours, because I got a lot to say. You, uh, you go ahead and go with your preamble, and I'm just gonna go. No, it's great. I mean, the last 22 was great. It was awesome to get the Stanley Cup playoffs back on. Spent some time, a lot of time watching that last night, and the, with the Mike Richards thing, because he was so ingrained in the Calgary market. Was he on the air in the morning show? The last Battle of Alberta oh, was he? Open up right. your Twitter today, dude. Well, back then, no. Exactly. But if people are like Mike Richards, we really miss you in Calgary. Oh, Mike. And I, dude, I get it. Believe me, I get it. I'm not sure Mike can pull a lot of what he did then now, but yeah, well, he was elbows deep in this. So <laughs> I would want to know what, and maybe you can ask him this, you know, what sorts of things would he be doing today and over the last few days to gnaw and poke at people in Edmonton? Because oh. you know, it would be legendary. He's playing old radio bits already. Yes, absolutely. And by the way, I think everybody, the reason everybody's so punchy and not punchy, but just uh, giddy, is because I got a new camera. You see that? We got a new camera. Jordan even participated in our pre-show hijinks today, chiming in with his things. And I was just saying, before we get into all the stuff that I want to talk about, because it is a sports show, but it's also an entertainment show, and that's kind of what we do here. Um, I'm kind of lost when it comes to technology until I'm forced to do it. But Jordan sent me a link for what camera to go buy yesterday, and I did that after the show set it up this morning, and I was telling you people, because we do have a Don Cherry reference coming up, I was telling you people earlier on that when I traveled all over North America doing my radio show, that I would always, it would, I needed a plain old telephone system line, a POTS line, an analog line. And I did that show, my radio show, following the Rough Rider cams and sports trips to San Diego and uh, Bradenton, Florida, and Dallas, Texas, and New York, Manhattan. And I always did it from a, uh, a Hooters because I always knew they had an analog POTS line. And I strung it from the kitchen out to the front. Usually it was the fax line. But as I said, people thought I just went for the, uh, <clears throat> for the wings. No, it was because of, I always knew they'd have the right equipment. But <laughs> if you know what I mean. And now I kind of got lost along the way with technology. But thanks to Jordan, 
We're all set up. He told me where to go and how to get there. And the show looks great from what I can tell. So anyways, that's the preamble. And can we hit the quick six show horn, please, director? I'm going to tell a quick story. And yes, I am putting off a little bit why the Panthers lost last night, although I know why they did. But it's George Strait's 70th birthday today. So for the seniors that are watching, I got a couple stories for you. But uh, he's 70 today, the king of country, George Strait. He's not the king of the Cowboys. That's Roy Rogers. But the king of country music, George Strait, turned 70 today. I met him in 2010 at Craven, Saskatchewan, at the Country Jamboree. And the owners of Craven, who incidentally is my lawyer, but they're like, Rod, we know how big a George Strait fan you are. We're going to give you the opportunity to meet George. And I did. Go to my Twitter. Go to my Instagram today. You'll see it. But the thing was, I had my daughter with me. And that was at the peak of Hannah, Montana. Do you know who opened for George Strait that Sunday? at the Craven Country Fest. First, the Yellowstone guy. Who's John Dutton? This is how bad Costner, of a singer Kevin he was. Costner. Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. He was awful. He wasn't very good. <laughs> but at least I was around him, uh, and that was cool. But then we were backstage, and then Billy Ray Cyrus was next, and he goes whistling to play his one hit, Achy Breaky Heart, and then he goes yeah. whizzing by in a golf cart. And my daughter's like, Dad, Dad, Dad. I'm like, what? It's Hannah Montana's dad. <laughs> it's Billy Ray Cyrus. Chill. We're, we're not here for those guys. We're here for the king of country, George Strait. And then he did not disappoint. I sat on the stage. I'm sure you've seen the photos. Met him. And I said to Craven, I can die now. And I never need to come back. Thank you so much. Uh, it's me meeting my idol, George Strait. So, happy 70th, George. And now we move on to that? point two. Pierre-Edward Belmare scored the go-ahead goal early in the third period. Andre Vazdaleski remained red-hot with 34 saves, and the Tampa Bay Lightning topped the Florida Panthers 4-1 in Game 1 of their Round 2 series. Nikita Kucherov and Corey Perry also had a, each had a goal and an assist, and Ross Colton scored for Tampa who had three power play goals. I think the Panthers are something like 0 for 21 on the power play in the playoff. Game two Thursday in Sunrise. Listen, you might want to go. For those that have written in already, what happened to the Panthers? Go read my commentary every day. You, you read it first thing in the morning at rodpeterson.com or listen on Cat Country 98 or Rock 98.5. I knew in warm-up that the Panthers were in a lot of trouble in this series because I was down at ice level. And I'm looking at these lightning players going around these gray beards, and I'm like, these are, these are men, okay? These are men, and they have names like Alex and Victor and Stephen and Patrick. And I look, their helmets are off, so you can really see them, right? You can see the gray in their beard. And I looked down at the other end of the ice at the Panthers, and while they were the number one team in the regular season, they're boys. Their names are McKenzie and Mason and Carter. And two guys named Sam. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm like, guys, you're in for a fight here. And while people are really trolling me, saying, oh, I thought the Lightning lost their, th their hunger, it ain't over yet. It's one game. And Billy Lindsay was saying on the postgame show as I was driving home, I was listening on the radio, 560 WQAM, Bill Lindsay saying, well, we went down one game tonight against Washington, came back and won. And that's true. And Andrew Brunette, they carried his post-game news conference, and he said, we learned a lesson tonight. 
He goes, every little, little mistake we made, they put in our net. They don't make those mistakes, Tampa Bay. They don't make them. So, Darren, the question is how fast can the Panthers learn this lesson because they're not facing Washington this time around. They're facing Tampa. I said it would go seven. I'm staying Florida in seven. But Tampa drew first. Your thoughts? Yeah. Well, we've seen it, and we saw it last round. We saw it last spring. Tampa Bay is the class of the NHL until somebody proves to us that they're not. And you're not going to prove that in the regular season. you got to prove it in the playoffs. And you talked about it. They just don't make mistakes. They'll let you um, control play. And, and we thought, you know, Florida controlled a lot of that game, dominated uh, at times in the game. But Tampa was just cool, calm, never let them to get the real grade A chance right to the middle of the net and just, you know, took advantage of their opportunities. And when they had opportunities, they made the Panthers pay. It's how good they are. They'll make a lot of mistakes and they capitalize. Uh, by the way, <clears throat> we are, tell your friends, start spreading the news. We're live on YouTube with the show, but also across North America on the Game Plus TV network, which we have some big news coming up in the form of a news release we're going to be releasing uh, before long on that. Uh, we're adding to the program. It's fantastic. They just can't get enough of us, Moose. So we're on Game Plus TV across all 10 provinces and 31 states in the USA, including TDS Cable here in Florida. But what the people, the new viewers need to know is I don't go to the game to watch the game. I can watch the game at home. I go to the game to see people. And I'm sure the seniors that are watching right now, the blue hairs at home that are watching on cable or in their seniors complex, um, they're probably not going to our Instagram story at The Rod Peterson Show. If they did, they would see Phil Esposito before the game where I took a picture of him in the uh, media, the VIP room. Just like I do at the Pats games, but now I do it at the Panthers and Flames games. And Espo was there. And I'll be honest with you, Moose. Well before your time. Shoot, he was almost before my time. I wouldn't have known it was him. Only because his hair is whiter than snow. Got the goatee going. Tinted glasses. It didn't look like the Espo that I know that took the spill before the national anthem of the Canada Cup game where on the carpet against the Russian, against the Soviets. You know, with the big chops and everything. But uh, it was cool to see Espo. And the guy that I was sitting across from, I was telling you this, this guy works on the Bally, or one of the TV crews, maybe uh, whoever was carrying the game last night, I'm not sure, ESPN or something. He's like, that guy, he's telling all the younger kids at the table, he's like me. He goes, when I was growing up in Boston, he was the man. He was the man. Phil Esposito, this is the guy. God, that guy right there. I wouldn't know known it was him. If that guy hadn't wow. said it, right? So, yeah, and Espo does the color commentary for the Lightning games. So he was there to broadcast the game, which was cool. So Phil Esposito was there, and his team's up one game to none. And then I had a tremendous visit with uh, Dave Randorf, old Rambo. And isn't it interesting that he was on our program yesterday, the day of the game, the Lightning broadcaster, play-by-play guy, and then I ran into him last night. He sends his regards again, and he's doing. We going to move on? Awesome. No, it's great. I mean, that's why you go to the games. And, and as long as you keep going and bringing the stories back to the show, it's great. Mm, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I told you I had a lot to say. I will get to the, uh, as much of the viewer comments as I can in a moment. I'll say hello to all of our new Florida listeners, by the way. Give us a like on Twitter and our social. Give us a follow. Rod Peterson Show on Twitter, Instagram. Tell your friends we're live on YouTube as well. Oh, there was another hockey game last night. I came home and 
watched uh, the end of this. Josh Manson's goal at 8.02 with the first overtime period gave the Colorado Avalanche an exciting 3-2 win against the St. Louis Blues in Game 1 of their second-round series. Trailing 2-1 with under four minutes to go in the third, the visiting Blues got a goal from Jordan Cairo to force the overtime. Game 2 Thursday in Denver. All I'll say about that series is this. Bernie Nichols is saying, watch out for the Blues. Curly Simmers saying, watch out for the Blues. And last night, yeah, the Avs had to watch out for the Blues. But you can't run with the big dogs like that over a seven-game series. That's what's beautiful about hockey and basketball and baseball. The better team will always win. Always win a best-of-seven series. You must agree with that. Uh, Darren, you've been around sports a long time. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's instances where teams sneak up on you, but no, I mean, that's why you have a seven-game series. And more often than not, the better team will win the series. And, you know, you just look at how the game went last night, Rod. I mean, it goes to overtime. And, yeah, St. Louis scored first after being hemmed in their own zone for most of that period. And then they score, you know, and then they're hemmed in. And, and Colorado scores, you know. And then in overtime, St. Louis didn't get a shot on goal. I think the shots were 13 yeah, nothing for Colorado in overtime. And they, and they eventually won the game. It, it's tough. I mean, they've got the experience. Maybe St. Louis will see this now and maybe to be able to devise a game plan to play with Colorado. But, uh, you know, the Avs are so dominant. They're so good. Colorado's. Um, listen, I know you're all hanging on the edge of your seats for Battle of Alberta Talk Game 1 tonight. That's coming up. But first, we're live on location next week at the Centennial Cup, presented by Tim Hortons in Estevan, Saskatchewan. A 10-team tournament begins tomorrow with the host Estevan Bruins welcoming the champions of the nine CJHL leagues. For more information on the 2022 Centennial Cup, presented by Tim Hortons, visit HockeyCanada.ca, which I did today. The whole schedule is right there. Or follow along on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. My third point is Don Cherry appeared on a podcast. We all love Don Cherry. But he said that he and Ron McLean will never be friends. And that saddened me a little bit. I didn't go listen to the podcast. I don't need to listen to the podcast. I saw the headline. Don Cherry says Ron McLean and I will never be friends. I don't know how long has it been. Three years since Cherry got fired by Sportsnet for his non-inclusive comments about immigrants not wearing poppies. And listen. This was one of the things that I got in a huge fight with Daryl Sutter about at that sports banquet in Paradise Hill. He says, Sutter says, Don Cherry should be able to say whatever he wants for the rest of his life. No consequences because he's Don Cherry and he's paid his dues. And um, do you think maybe Daryl Sutter might be a guy that's not necessarily open-minded? Maybe not quite getting with the times. At least that's the Daryl that I know. They say there's two sides to him, but I've only seen one. And I like him. You can't exclude a segment of population. You can't do that anymore. You just can't. And as much as I love Don Cherry, I really do. And I miss him. I miss him. These Canadian NHL panels don't have the schutzpah without great. The second I saw that clip, I knew that he was going to be fired. The second I saw it, I knew. And um, I feel bad for Ron McClain because what's Ron supposed to do? Don Cherry won't apologize. Won't acknowledge he did anything wrong. What is Ron supposed to do? Quit? A half million dollar a year job? What's McLean supposed to do? So I, that's taken a little bit of a spin of what most people wouldn't expect that I would say. I wouldn't think because I'm a right wing, old school. You'd think I would support Kerry, but I just, I don't think he was in the right. So he hasn't, he hasn't, 
thing. No, he hasn't. I think he, and I think he's okay with it. I'm with you. Like it, it breaks your heart to see that Don Cherry doesn't think that they'll ever be friends again. You know, and he talked about how great the relationship was. I've read Don's book. I've read books. I've read Ron's book. You know, I, I, you see that, and maybe one of, if not the greatest duo that we've seen, right? In my lifetime, one of the greatest duos. I mean, we grew up with these guys, and. And uh, they were in our homes every Saturday. They were the soundtrack to hockey. And, you know, we loved them and we miss them for sure. But you're right. Like, you just can't do that today. And you have to understand that it's just not acceptable. And, you know, you can argue as to why and where the world is going and things like that. But you have to accept where we are. And, and uh, yeah, it's just sad. David Ice watching in Winnipeg says, Ron McLean saved his backside. Yeah. And you would too. Think about what would you do in that situation? Would you quit a five hundred thousand uh, a year job that is your career over Don, who won't apologize even though he was in the wrong? Jeff, the Stamps fan, said Ron is stuck between a rock and a hard place, but he has to look out for himself. That's the key. Honestly, I'll say it. Oh, we're over time. Ah, God shot, telling me not to say what I was going to say. We'll be back and look ahead to a Battle of Alberta tonight. We've got Leafs saying everybody's coming back. Blue Jays are on a roll again. Lots to get to. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. RP show continues from gorgeous South Florida. Day off between games. Panthers falling 4-1 at home to Tampa Tuesday night. Game two goes Thursday. Don't mind me. I'm sorry. I was just tweeting the poll. And Moose, I might need to get you to talk for a minute about these candidates as we bring in Darren Moose Dupont. I'll read the wire copy here. Breaking news on this Wednesday. That's what we love about daytime sports talk. We can do this kind of thing. We're not rerunning old episodes of Sports Center this time of day. Winnipeg Jets winger Kyle Connor is one of three finalists for the National Hockey League's Lady Bing Memorial Trophy. The award is presented annually to the player best combining sportsmanship, gentlemanly conduct, and ability. Carolina Hurricanes defenseman Jacob Slavin and Minnesota Wild defenseman Jared Spurgeon are the other two finalists. In leading the Jets in scoring with 93 points, Connor established career highs for goals and assists, 47 goals, 46. And he did so while receiving just four penalty minutes in 79 games. And he doesn't back check. In a sense, <laughs> I just put this in here, 100% of respondents are voting for Kyle Connor to win the Lady Bing Trophy. Now, I could talk for two hours about this trophy. When we were little kids, Playing the game. Gretzky was winning it every year for the most part. But we'd go, you didn't want to win the most sportsmanlike because it meant that you didn't get your nose dirty. You didn't stick your face in there. Wayne's getting five points a game. He doesn't need to. But we used to sort of snicker at the Lady Bing winner. And we're sort of like most sportsmanlike player. What does that even mean? But we were kids. <laughs> Not until you get a little older and realize, oh, you're supposed to play with 
class and dignity and respect for your opponent. What? We just didn't grow up that way. Um, is that how you feel what the award is? Yeah, it was always, you know, the most gentlemanly player. And, you know, you, you read the description combining the skill and the play. So it shouldn't just go to the player in the league with the least amount of penalty minutes because there's a lot of guys, I'm sure, that have zero penalty minutes, but that only played in 10, 15, 20 games, right? Or, you know, half a season at most. Um, you know, I think it's got to go to somebody at the high end. Uh, Kyle Connor's a great deserving player of it. He put up a lot of points. Um, so he clearly shows he's involved. He's playing significant minutes, but he's not taking penalties. Just the four penalty minutes. And look, this isn't the Selkies, so this isn't about back-checking. It's about uh, can, he, Clearly. can he play the game and, and play it clean? And, uh, you know, you kind of like... I, I kind of like some of these players now, but, uh, yeah, at the time, you're like, yeah, the guy is just... Whoever's the softest player who doesn't take any penalties, who doesn't really get involved, that's not really what the award's about now. Four penalty minutes in 79 games. I watched the Jets. Of course he's not taking penalties. He doesn't hit anybody. It reminds me of uh, a Rough Rider game we were doing when I was doing the play-by-play back in the day, and Riders got their butts handed to them, and I said to Danny Barrett after the game, our head coach, uh, hey, DB, any injuries to speak of after the game? He's like, injuries? you got to hit somebody to get hurt. <laughs> that was from that? Danny Barrett, <laughs> who's now the running backs coach of the Houston Texans of the National Football League. Alan Miller is watching in Yorkton, Saskatchewan, not the other Alan Miller that we know from Hockey Canada. Alan Miller watching in Yorkton, Saskatchewan. He texts in on the 902 line and he says, a topic for your next show, why doesn't TSN televise any of the playoff? It's all Sportsnet and CBC. What are they wasting all their money on commentators and panels for? Pretty sad. Well, it's called contracts. It's called contract. Sportsnet and CBC have the contract. TSN doesn't. End of story. That was an easy one, Darren. I didn't even need you for that. And that reminds me, uh, Dave Randorf last night in the press box asked me about doing the show from Florida, doing the show from Calgary. He says, how do the Saskatchewan people deal with the fact that you're not talking about the Riders all the time? You're talking about the Flames and the Orders and the Dolphins. He goes, I, I walk. Randorf said that. And I said, Rambo, I've been on the air in the province of Saskatchewan for over 30 years. People know what they're getting with me. Our highest region for viewership is Saskatchewan, okay? They ain't leaving. They're tuning in every day to see what the hell is the next thing to come out of my mouth. And as the born and bred Sasky that I am, as are you, Darren, being from the chicken capital of Winyard, Saskatchewan, um, we know this. We have one team. We have one team, and they're on strike right now. So we're used to growing up and w watching NHL coverage and MLB coverage and now NFL coverage. They're used to it. Grant Scrimbit watching in Kelowna, BC on Game Plus TV where they carry us on the TELUS Optic cable carrier out there in British Columbia. He says, regarding the news that Mitch Marner was carjacked and lost his Range Rover, had it stolen the other night, he says, I'm sorry, Mitch Marner. It's funny how you're on the news when there were 60 other carjackings. Poor guy. I read the, I could tell the hint of sarcasm in what he said there. It's what's part and parcel of being a public person, Mr. Scrimbit. Try it for one day. I think you'd have a different perspective on that. That's all I can say about that. I'm not going to rant. I mean, the guy no. had his Range Rover stolen at gunpoint. 
And you're saying that he's somehow special because it was on the news and not all the other carjackings? You got to check yourself, man. Well, you have a take on that before I move on? It's just, it's celebrity versus somebody else. It's not about the carjacking or about the crime. It's about who the crime happened to. You know, a lot of people have dinner, okay? But when two presidents have dinner together, it's news. So it's, it's all about the people. And, and that's just, yeah, it's the way the world's always worked. Mitch Marner didn't ask to lead the CTV Toronto News with his Range Rover being stolen the night before. He didn't ask for that. Goes with the job. And it sucks a lot of times. <clears throat> it can be good, too. By the way, Raj Rand, if there was one, brought to you by Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, the preferred plumbing, heating, and cooling company, the RP Show. Tell Cam we were talking about him. Find everything you need to know about our services, financing, product information, and more at broncoplumbing.com. I'm going to slip in right now the obligatory um, CFL strike talk before I move on to the Battle of Alberta. I was talking to a CFL legend who's watching this show right now. He watches it every day on Rogers Cable in Tirana. Oops. Hope I didn't out him. But he's negotiated many contracts in his day. And he said, Rod, I don't think either side knows what they're doing. He's like, I don't think the owners and the executives know. I don't think the Players Association knows. I don't think they know what they're doing. Uh, but the one thing we did agree on is that the owners likely didn't expect the players to walk out because they really never have, certainly not in a couple of generations. So the owners are kind of sitting back just going, hmm, plotting their next move because something happened that they didn't calculate or predict. And that was the players walking out on strike. And then furthermore, the longer the strike goes, guys are just retiring rather than giving in to the owners. That's new too. Um, and we sit here today and still don't have any word on whether or not there will be a football game played at Saskatchewan's Mosaic Stadium Monday at 3. As we sit here right now, we've alerted our people to uh, tell us if it happens, but we haven't heard whether they're, it's up or down, whether they're going to end this strike or not. Do you have a take before I move on to the Battle of Alberta? It's just, it, it sucks. And I think this is unfamiliar territory for both sides. Owners maybe didn't think the players would walk. The players never expected to be in this situation you know now they're getting fans to help you know show their support and, and they're picketing outside stadiums and it feels like it's getting worse and we all thought it might get better at this at this juncture so i don't know where it's going to go uh this is hilarious that the alberta viewers of which are which i told rambo last night our viewership in alberta has skyrocketed what a shock they're trying to tell me how it goes in saskatchewan John Kirby writing in, he says, you got a few teams in Saskatchewan, CFL, CEBL, CPL, and NLL, Rod, from BW in Edmonton in the chat. Rod, the Saskatchewan Rush, the other team, has more championships than the Rough Riders. Boys, don't tell me how it goes in Saskatchewan. Shove it, I'll politely say, because they're not talking about the Saskatchewan Rattlers at coffee this morning. I could tell you, they're not talking about the rush missing the playoffs at coffee this morning at the Winyard Co-op. They talk about one team. One. One. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I love the rush. I love the Rattlers. I love all these other teams. They ain't talking about them. Uh, moving on, Moose. These guys are going to tell me I I, the sports I landscape said it in Saskatchewan. 
Thank you, guys. You just sit back and watch. I'll do the talk. Which reminds me, we moved to point four. It has been hype for days, and tonight the Battle of Alberta. Open Calgary as the Flames host the rival Edmonton Oilers in game one of their first Stanley Cup playoff series in 31 years. Players on both clubs are thrilled with the prospect of advancing to the Final Four and becoming Canada's team for the duration of the playoffs. And I'll stop right there. I'm loving all of the coverage, the mayor's bets. We talked about it yesterday. They talked to the uh, owner of the bar, Red Deer, where they draw the line down the middle. Daryl Sutter's come out, and I don't know what Daryl was getting at where he said, why, why are they making such a big deal out of the Battle of Alberta? It's just two teams. Just going to be good hockey. We've been through COVID. We've been through the oil and gas problems and ag. And now we got something to feel good about. The energy is good, but it's just two teams. Come on, Daryl. Maybe they're just trying to quell the... Um, there's like, did, did you see what was on Twitter the other day about the guy that got pushed down the stairs at the Flames game? Did you see that? They're trying to find the two culprits to push the guy down the stairs. Now, I think, I think it was two Flames fans, from what I saw, that pushed another Flames fan down the stairs. But it's like, they're getting it going, Moose. Um, what was your take on that? It's a very distasteful situation, but this is going to happen, whether you like it or not. I know. It- it is. It's. I, I hate seeing it. Hate seeing it. But you know, this is an emotional time for fans. They're nervous. You wake up in those communities nervous today, and anxious. And some people are taking the day off. And when the emotions run that high, things happen. You get frustrated. Things lose when you when your team loses or when your team wins. You celebrate a little bit too much. We see it all the time. You know, um, some places riot. Some places, you know, you see fights in the stands. Not saying it's good or it's what we want, but it's going to happen. Uh, and geez, just uh, pray for the people in Alberta because that whole province is going to be lit on fire here. Jeff, the Stamps fan, uh, says Daryl promotes Alberta unity. I like that. I didn't see the news conference. I heard about it and I read the quotes, but I didn't see because, uh, again, I'm living in America where right now, whether you like it or not, the NFL has taken a breather, a brief pause. It's that small little window between the draft and the start of OTAs, where there's not much going on in the National Football League, but it coincides with the NBA playoffs. And incidentally, I was saying this to Moose before we went to air. Oh, and we got a break here and bring in Mike Richards next. But the most watched first round in the Stanley Cup playoff history was this last one. The most watched first round ever. No coincidence that the games were on ESPN and TNT, obviously, but um, the NBA is still beating them. I will see you back in hour two. We'll continue more of this fun. What do you say? Awesome. You betcha. Nobody can wait to hear from our next guy, Mike Richards from Saga 960, Calgary radio legend and legendary thorn in the butt of Edmonton fans. Mike Richards joins us next. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, live on YouTube, and always downloadable wherever you enjoy your favorite podcasts, including Apple Stitcher. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Game day in Cowtown, Flames orders game one, getting after it tonight at 7.30 Mountain. By the way, RP Show brought to you in part by Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions. 
specializing in improving your company's performance and bottom line through supply chain management services. Check them out. Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions. Everybody's jacked up about this series and game one tonight, and everybody wants to know the opinion of this guy, Mike Richards, the Calgary radio legend, Saga 960 Mississauga, joining us today. Hey, Mike, I guess I know who you're cheering for. Three words, brother. Battle of Alberta. Go. And we lost them. Oh, boy. It's like the most hype that I've built up for an interview in weeks, months probably, and then that. Hit refresh, uh, refresh, Mike. So should I jump into a sports update or should I continue with Mike Richards? Tell me what I should do. And then David Ice in Winnipeg writes in and says, Rod and Moose look great. Channel 58 in HD on Game Plus Network. (sighs) Everything was going so nice. Even got the new camera today. And then that. I'll do this quickly. The Toronto Blue Jays will look to sweep the Seattle Mariners tonight when the Major League Baseball squads lead at Rogers Center. George Springer had a bases-clearing triple in the second inning Tuesday night, and the Blue Jays held on for a 3-0 win. Kevin Gosman will pitch for Toronto tonight while Seattle will counter with Marco Gonzalez. 7:07 first pitch Eastern at Rogers Center. Jimmy Butler scored 41 points, and the Miami Heat turned things around with a huge third quarter. On the way to beating the shorthanded Boston Celtics, 118-107 in Game 1 of the NBA's Eastern Conference Finals last night. The Golden State Warriors will face the Dallas Mavericks in Game 1 of the Western Conference Finals tonight. The Orlando Magic won the NBA Draft Lottery Tuesday night and landed the number one overall pick for the first time since they took Dwight Howard back in 2004. It's the fourth time lottery luck struck for the Magic, who won in back-to-back years in 92 and 93, taking Shaquille O'Neal. And then trading the rights to Chris Webber for Penny Hardaway. Oklahoma City got the second pick last night, followed by Houston and then Sacramento. This sports update for Ballers Rec Room. Check out our brand new line of games for the Tab Brew House and Drive Through Liquor Store and for Red Bull Canada. Red Bull gives you wings. I'm telling you, I could sit here and keep talking all day, guys. I got a lot of stuff lined up and ready to go. So I can do it. Okay, I'm going to do. Okay, I'm going to do my junior hockey thing, and then we're going to take a break and come back with Mike Richards. Thanks to a 5-3 victory last night at Veterans Memorial Coliseum in Portland, the Seattle Thunderbirds are moving on to the WHL Western Conference Final. Jeremy Hansel scored twice for the Thunderbirds with singles added by Nico Mayakovic, Lucas Siona, Lucas Zaykowski, and Reed Schaefer. For Portland, Robbie from Delorme scored twice. Jaden DeRoe, son of my good uh, friends. The DeRoes had the other Portland goal. The Edmonton Oil Kings traveled to Winnipeg uh, in the Eastern Final to face the ice in Game 1. We're going to have Matthew Savoy of the Winnipeg Ice on the air tomorrow to preview that series, Edmonton-Winnipeg. And out west, it's now Seattle up against Hamlet. Ryan and Jada. DeRoe, by the way, Jaden. Ryan and Nora are Jaden's parents. By the way, the Rod Peterson Show will be live on location next week to kick off the 2022 Centennial Cup, presented by Tim Hortons, hosted by the city of Estevan, Saskatchewan, and the Estevan Bruins. This is a sold-out tournament, and we can't wait to be a part of all the action. Stay tuned for tournament updates and catch the game live streams at HockeyCanada.ca. That's all the news that's fit to print. 
when we come back, hopefully, Mike Richards and his Flames jersey from Saga 9-6. Game one of the BOA goes tonight. We'll tee it up with Mike Richards next. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio, as always, at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Game day in Calgary. Game one tonight at that place. You're looking live at the Saddle Dome Flames and Oilers. Game one tonight on the CBC and Sportsnet. This segment brought to you by Taco Time. Canadians love local. Go local. Eat local. Taco Time uses fresh ingredients sourced in Canada. Our beef, chicken, cheddar cheese, sour cream, and Mexi fries are all made in Canada. Go get you some today. Okay. Sorry for making everybody wait, including you, Mike Richards. Let's get him in here. And I'm going to say it again. Battle of Alberta, man. Go. Well, it's been uh, it's been too long. And, and, and let's face it. I mean, there are times where when it comes to... If someone said Stanley Cup or beating Edmonton, <laughs> I think I know which one they might just take because it's so good. It's so good to take those people out. It just, I know, did I say those? Oh, so those people, eh? I know people get mad and everything like that. Eh? I'll just tell you right now. They go up north, they don't, they, they picking their berries and all that. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. No, I, I, I think this is going to be great theater. Uh, not every series, I mean, as good as it can be, is going to be set up that way. I mean, I'm sure. St. Louis and Colorado have their fans, and and they're called family. So uh, I know in this area, <laughs> like it's so bad here. I mean, after the Leafs bowed out again, the 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 the, the viewing habit of this of the, of the GTA it will be like zeros, except for the Battle of Alberta. So let's hope they get out there. They make it a track meet. I certainly like Calgary's uh, uh, chances in this one, even though it was pretty tight throughout the year, but. I have a feeling that what we saw in the Dallas series and Edinger standing on his head, I mean, that was just an unbelievable performance. Uh, they won't be getting that. So if we, if we grade from the back end uh, out, if we're looking at this series, then already Markstrom gets a check mark, and I like the Flames already. <clears throat> How much fun would you have had on the radio with this? Or I mean, you still well, can't. <laughs> Wayne, Wayne, yeah. Wayne. No, 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 I'm not done. Wayne yeah. Gretzky has chosen the Flames to win the series. Oh, really? Wayner? Wow, that's pretty big. But wasn't his wife who gambles? Was it, wasn't, didn't Janet? Doesn't she put a lot of money? Anyway, so, uh, yeah, good for you, Wayne. And just do what Janet says, and you you got to have even more money. But uh, I absolutely see every opportunity for a Flames team that, um, I mean, they, just, they didn't play that. When I was there, this was not the style. I mean, look, when Daryl came back, all I heard was all the, stuff about him being a dinosaur a troglodyte how they're gonna you know they can't play the way they did with los angeles where they slow it down and make the other team feel like they're playing in sand well he didn't do that they said johnny goudreau would not flourish under daryl sutter i got news for people daryl's iq daryl is off the charts daryl's a really smart guy and he doesn't have to say much because he knows much and when you look at what he has done this is this is old daryl i mean why why do you think that for the last, I'd say probably at least two, maybe three years, I've compared very often the Leafs in Calgary because of style of play, because they want to play with pace, because they want to make it a track meet. But what is the one difference that has happened in the last, you know, 48 months? It's the coach. That coaching matters. We used to talk about it all the time with Pierre Maguire, that it is the, the thing that sometimes just doesn't get 
uh, under the microscope enough. I mean, now obviously, it's sexier to look at guys who put the puck in the net and when you watch what Johnny Hockey does. But as I said, that picture at the end of the game with, <laughs> with Daryl and, and Johnny, uh, it, it said it all to me. And there's a way that this man communicates the game of hockey. He is a lifer. He's going to get it done. He'll find a way. And I see that there's really no ceiling for this team. Obviously, Colorado's a, a really, really good hockey team. But there's nothing that, that, that I think necessarily eliminates Calgary from saying that they can go as far as they want, because I don't think there is one. I've said Flames in six. Have you narrowed, you, Obviously, you think Calgary will win. Have you narrowed it down to how many games? Yeah, I was talking to uh, my buddy Bruce Dovigan, who thought it might go seven. I, I don't think it goes seven. I really, I really don't. I, I think, you know, again, not to pick on Edmonton, but to pick on Edmonton, the goaltending has been just such an Achilles heel for this team for so many years. Look, I know they, 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 they get a lot of high flyers in there, and for years they literally had the choice of the best 119 uh, hockey players in the world. Every junior player was certainly going there, and they still have not somehow figured out that they need to, to stop the pucks from going in, and I don't think they're going to do it in this series. I think it's going to be, quite frankly, an easier series for Calgary. Not that it's going to be easy, but I just I think guys are going to show up. Manjapani is going to show up. I think Lindholm's going to show up. Uh, more of Kachuk and, and Johnny's not going to slow down. But And this is Markstrom's the, the, the difference maker. And I think at the end of the day, this thing is over in six. And people are going out to the Red Mile and they're taking the tarps off. And who knows what could happen there. God, I wish I was there. Please. I know. Someone. I know. I know. Hey, <laughs> Jack in uh, Vulcan, Alberta says, interesting that all of a sudden the mayor of Calgary is a Flames fan. When she all along was with Mayor <laughs> Nenshi, said of the new arena, why would we build a multi-million dollar arena for mo- millionaire hockey players? Do you think if the Flames go far, it'll help the new arena uh, concept or um, idea, do you think? You know what? Because I'm not there, I'm only guessing on what people say, and I'm you know, super disappointed to where it is at uh, this point. As much as I see you know, people not wanting uh, uh, municipal dollars that could be doing good for people at all levels that's not uh, an athletic endeavor. I, I understand that kind of pain. I'm not, I'm not that kind of Neanderthal. But I also realize what emotionally uh, the Calgary Flames mean to that city. I understand the jobs that, that, that are made available and just the thing that, that runs the heart of the city. And, and, you know, the Calgary Flames are that. Sure, it's a big stamps team as well. I, I, I won't deny that. But the Calgary Flames really are, are fundamental to, I think, almost the, 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 the health of the city in a lot of different ways. There obviously has to be a fairness to it, but to, to speak to it, like I really know the details of it, I'd be lying, and, I, and I'm not doing that. But I, I would say that you know, the thought of a Flames organization not being in Calgary would be catastrophic to me, and, and, a, hu- and a huge mistake, a big mistake. We both have the Flames to win, but let's have a little more fun with what the viewers want, and that is some classic Mike Richard stuff. Let's just imagine that Steve Armitage is hosting the broadcast tonight, Game 1 on CBC. How would that go, Mike? Oh, thanks, Mark. It's going to be a great series as the Calgary Flames, a fabulous city, up against Edmonton. Edmonton! Germs! Disease! Prostitution, unwanted pregnancies, dirty tractors, white mud, traffic circles with stoplights, and don't forget, Mark, sweatpants with good shoes. There's a Kinla. He could go. How about that? 
Can, yeah. can you throw the mall in there too? Would you mention the mall, please? West Edmonton Mall. Something. Crappy submarines. Condoms at the bottom of a pool. Needles. <laughs> Dirty diapers. Yeah, kind of what, <laughs> I'm using your terminology. Don't bring the hate on Rod. This is all on this end, folks. Be mad at this guy. Oh, you remember that? You ripped Edmonton and the orders one of those times, and the orders called me. I'm like, I didn't say it. I really don't care. <laughs> I really don't hey, care. Hey, and there's, there's um, one other thing that, that I – there is one other thing I am nervous about. It's, it's the CFL talks and the CBA yeah. and, and the thought of maybe there, there being a strike, which is something in my lifetime I never thought I would see, simply because the players to get leverage. And I'm not – look, I'm not blaming the players. I don't think anyone is blaming the players. But it is a very tough place to be as a CFL player because it's just been expected. You, you basically, what you give you, uh, as the th you have to take because you don't have leverage. You can't just skip to another league. You can't just skip to the NFL. That is a small percentage. Therefore, be grateful for what you get. Well, that's a tough place to be as a player. And look, our guys are talented. Our guys are fabulous. I mean, they're, they're great, great people. It's, it's a league. You talk about the health of the city to me this is you know the cfl it, it's deep into my heart i'm just afraid if you start taking preseason games away we're going to get back to the kinds of football that i think really hurt them over the last couple of years COVID being a big part of that and i just don't know how long you can go with it i hope there's a little bit of heart on the on the on the league side uh, on the team side because i feel bad for the players because they don't probably get what they deserve but it's a very dangerous place to be so dangerous Nice work. Completely out of time. Thanks, Mike. Enjoy the hockey. <laughs> I will. Go Flames. Let's go. See you next Calgary. Hour, everybody. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.